hosted on dimlywit.com. I'm Alex. And I'm Tina. And this is Obsessed Obsessed with the Best. We're two New York City gals who are bringing you the best of the best of all things beauty, wellness, and inspirational women. We've tried it all and can't wait to tell you what's worth obsessing over. Join us each week as we share our favorite products and trends and chat with leading female founders and experts. Welcome to Obsessed Obsessed with with the Best with with Alex and Tina. Tina. Okay, so you guys, this podcast is an escape for a lot of people for when you're taking a walk or you're in your car, you're having your coffee, but it's just so not us to not acknowledge what is going on in the world. And if you're anything like us, you are shocked and you're devastated and you're sad. It's been a hard week. So we wanted to shout out, first of all, some Instagram accounts that will give you some action steps that will help to educate you around gun laws and gun control. And those are Everytown, Moms Demand, and March for Our Lives. You can literally go on their Instagram accounts and you can sign up for text alerts, which I just did. There's email lists if you just want to know more, if you feel like you want to do something. The other thing I'm really, really passionate about that I want to shout out is Bethany Frankel's relief effort, Be Strong. She helps her, her whole thing is hashtag this is a crisis and there's no crisis that's off limits. She's still giving, helping to give people money for the Bronx fires, for everything in Haiti, for people in Ukraine, and now for these poor families in Texas. And the thing I think is so cool about this is I'm a person, I don't like systems. I don't like paperwork. I don't like anything that's not transparent. I don't like old rules. She is like to hell with all of that. All of your donations are going to cash cards for these families, for whatever they need. If they need food, if they need extra, whatever, whatever they need, it goes directly to cash cards. She gets on Instagram. She live updates you, tells you exactly where your money is going because there's a lot of charity and organizations where it's like, we've raised millions of dollars and the people are like, I never got that. Or like, where did the money go? You know where your money is going. So we're going to link all of these resources for you if you want to help these families out or if you want to learn and just know some more. Thank you, Alex. I'm really glad you brought that all up and you said it so so very well and posted it on our stories this morning and um I'm just devastated as we all are and I am grateful for these organizations and I hate that we have to have them. I hate that we have to have them too and you know something I really also have to bring up is I'm getting really tired of the response. Well, let's not make this a political issue. Let's not Mm -hmm. get political. It's a matter of life and death. And I always go back to the seatbelt comparison, the seatbelt analogy, which is when people were dying in car accidents needlessly, that's, it was a public health crisis. It was a matter of life and death. And so what did we do? We said, here are seatbelts. It's a law to wear your seatbelt. Was it an act? Was it a political act to put on a seatbelt? Or are you just trying to stay alive? Exactly. It's just let's stay alive. And no matter what your view on guns are, I don't think that you, I mean, most people don't think that it's appropriate for a teenager to buy an AR-15. No. And I, I saw a comparison list the other day of, you know, where it's, you're operating machinery is, is when you have a gun and they were comparing it to driving a car. And in, if you have to drive a car in this country or any country, you have to have a license. You have to take a test, a written test. You have to practice. You have to be supervised while you learn. Why are we not doing the exact same things with guns? 
Why why is a license not required? You have to check in periodically to renew your license. You have to be in the database. You know, it's not just an easy thing because you're driving something that could kill someone. Right. That's a really good one because yeah, you have to get your eyes checked to drive your yes. car. If you're not, they're not up to a certain level. You can't drive if you have a visual impairment. If you can't, like, there's just yes, th- things are getting checked out. It's not like that with guns. So, and, and and everyone has the freedom to drive a car. Everyone has the freedom to own a gun. Not for me, but you can own your gun. But just we need to have a little bit more structure around who we are giving it's them common to. sense yes and i just it's common sense and that's why it's called common sense gun laws that's what people want and i think that yes. people think that democrats want to just come to your house and take away your gun yes that's not no. true we need rules we need structures we need laws to literally keep people safe so yes uh, thank you God. stepping off our soapbox and yeah everyone just Ugh. take a deep breath we're all feeling it go we've, we're gonna link all these resources yes. in our episode notes so Moving on to something that made us feel incredibly inspired and shiny and happy is Tina and I went to see Pam Anderson on Broadway. She played Roxy Hart, and Tina and I went to go see her. What a damn dream. She really, she surprised me in every way. I don't know why I'm so surprised, but she just, I've, she is Roxy Hart. She is. She was so lovely and talented. Her dancing, her acting, her singing, like she she was so so good and I just think that they nailed that whole like having a celebrity in a Broadway show. That's how you do it. Yeah, you get Pam. So, okay, if you watched Pam and Tommy, which we did, highly recommend, we're obsessed with, there is this really kind of authentic, genuine side of her, I think, that they captured with, mm-hmm. you know, her sitting on the bed and singing to the king and I, and her yeah. working on her monologue for Baywatch just late into the night and wanting to be a serious actress. And that side of her really came across in this role because she wasn't making fun of it. She wasn't acting too cool for it. She had thrown herself into it. She, you could tell she worked her ass off. She was making big choices. She was committing so hard to her singing, committing so hard to her dancing. You could see it. She was like, I am going to do this with my full body and my full heart and all of my abilities. I'm going to throw myself in. It was really fun to watch. And she, her confidence was really a beautiful thing to see because it wasn't a confidence coming from ego, if that makes any sense. Exactly. That's exactly. It was she was so secure up there knowing that she was she belonged there and it wasn't in not in an off-putting way at all and she was so subtle with some of her things and her choices and just she really listened with with her scene partners and you could just tell that she was very connected with everyone and everyone loved being on stage with her I just it was a really lovely evening and I'm just so glad we got to see her me too I honestly left so inspired I was thinking you are in your 50s and mm-hmm. you are like I'm I'm gonna do this I'm doing it I am I'm gonna just throw myself in I'm gonna do it and she was a great dancer she was a yes. great dancer she must have had dance training or she's been dancing mm-hmm. or something but she looked and sounded great and just you know really inspired really inspired she did so something inspired. new in her 50s and something that's really hard and physically demanding and she rocked it yeah she roxied it. She roxied it. She roxied <laughs> oh, it. That was bad. That was bad. <laughs> oh, God. 
<laughs> it's morning. Oh, it's kind of it like, is. We're recording this on a Saturday morning. It's not that <laughs> early, but Tina, we're moving a little slow. Yeah, today. we're both having a rough start to the morn. Just so forgive us for any weird jokes. Any weirdness. Um, okay, so what is happening in your dating escapades? Well, you know, Alex, typically at this point in my dating escapades, I'll I'll have thrown in the towel. I it's like about three weeks <laughs> <I> in. <joked. laughs> Because you know me. I'm like, I'm gung-ho uh-huh. and I go for it. And I'm on the end. Then I get to this point where I go on a few dates and then I'm just like, this is, I hate it here. I'm leaving. And I just blow up and <laughs> delete the apps. I have I have pushed through and I have gone on, well, two turned into three dates this week. Um, and I'm going to, for the sake of, of protecting all involved, um, I'm not going to get into too many details, okay. but I did, I did the thing again. And I've talked about this on the pod before, but I did the thing again where I'm on one date with somebody and then I, I end up going on a second date with someone else that same night. Okay, but Tina, you say this as if it's like, oh, that old trope, you know, like when that happens to us all, we're on one date and then we end up in another. No, that does not happen. All this, this happens to you. Yes, I you know. did this thing again, this very specific weird thing that only happens to you. It's yeah. wild. I love it Because I'm so a monster. No. I feel like a monster. But you know what? It's just like, you know, you're on a date and maybe uh-huh. it's like not going great. And then somebody else buys you a drink and then, Wait, but no, but how? Okay, because is, is it like the environment of the date? Because I'm like, when you're at a restaurant, you're sitting at a restaurant at a table, someone just doesn't come into your space and say, hey, can I have a drink? So like, are you at a bar? Right. Is, it, is it a drinks date? Like, how is this yeah, happening? Yeah, so like, let's say, let's say that you're at a bar. Okay. And let's say the date that you're on gets up to go to the bathroom. Oh. And the bartender brings you a drink and is like, this is from that guy down there. Oh. And your current date has recently gone sideways and you're like, well, that's nice. Thank you. And so then I went to go to the bathroom and ran, well, ran to this other guy <gasps> that bought me the drink outside the bathroom. And I was like, want to go somewhere else? <gasps> so that's what happened. That is hilarious. Recently. So I got a two for one. Um, so then did you just, so then the other person like doesn't really have to know because then you're kind of like, right. okay, I'm leaving. Right, right. And it was just like, okay, you know, Thanks. like, have a great night. Bye. Yeah, like, it's all good, I think. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, but I then you actually went, you got another drink with got this another other drink. person. Yeah, super nice. Super nice guy. Um, I, There was a lot of alcohol swirl- yeah. <laughs> swirling around. I'm not proud. I'm not proud of this. Wait, can you say the bar this happened at or no? I can't. I can't. Um, I can tell you privately, but like I can't because it just I. It's too much. It's all too much. Yes, because I've been going on a lot of dates for Mm -hmm, me. mm -hmm. Like I this so, so if you have gone on a date with me recently and you think this is about you, and I left your our date and went somewhere else, I didn't. This isn't about you. (laughs) (laughs) And maybe it is. Also, you should probably just not mention the name of this podcast while you're dating because. We need it's like date. all I talk about. Well, yeah, but the give them a, like a fake name or something. I don't know. I do. I okay. need to be like, uh, yeah, upset. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so I'm still dating. I'm on all these apps. I'm having lots of conversations. I we had a conversation. I don't even. I can't remember if it was on the pod yeah. or you and I were just hanging out. And you were like, oh, my gosh, I didn't realize that you hadn't, like, dated. And I'm like, no, you're right. I haven't just dated, like, gone out and met people. I very much have, like met someone or started chatting with someone and then it's like okay I put all my eggs in one basket and it's like okay I have to focus on this person give them all my energy 
you know, but and I've now sort of taken the pressure off and it's been really freeing because it I was always so stressed that I was going to hurt someone's feelings. I was going to mess up. I was going to make someone angry or upset. And I'm like, oh, wait, no, if we're just like people and we can just communicate openly and meet people and okay, great. It was nice to meet you. I don't I don't see this going any further. Thank you so much. Bye bye. Yeah. And then it's like. I think this is the the key for you because I do, I didn't realize you were doing this, but you were approaching like everyone you met on these apps. Okay. This is a new, small, fresh relationship, but no, it's really, it could just be a drink. It could be two drinks. Then you never see the person again. And honestly, if you get two drinks and you don't want to go out with someone again, the kindest, most mature thing you can do is just tell them that. Exactly. And then they're going to, you either date and you never see someone again, or you date and you break up or you get married. Like the odds are you're not going to end up with this person. Exactly. And I also like for anyone out there that's on these apps and is discouraged, I was like going through these profiles with a fine tooth comb. And so I wasn't swiping on anybody because I was just like finding something wrong with every profile. And I was like, and talked to my therapist about it. And I was like, okay, we got to get past that. And just like, let's, if there's anything appealing, because it's like a profile and profiles suck and you can't judge someone by their profile. They're horrible. So I'm just, I'm swiping right way more. So I'm having a lot more matches and then just striking up conversation. And then if it doesn't, you know, go well, I just, I bow out. Exactly. Great. And it's, it's just great. So yeah, I'm on the apps. I am, I'm having luck with different apps. I'm also being set up on dates. I was set up um, on a date last weekend, and that was super fun, and I loved that because we had someone in common that we could talk about. So I'm having fun. I'm dating, and I'm getting more confident, and I'm I'm definitely feeling more positive in my everyday life about it. And I'm feeling sexy, and I'm feeling flirty. It's fun. I'm so happy. This is my dream. <laughs> this is my dream because it can be fun. It can be fun. <sighs> it's and, getting there. Yes. And all those conversations we had about like, find the fun of like, but like, this is what I meant. And you were like, it sucks. And I was like, but like, <laughs> this is what I meant. as like this kind of easy breezy, like I'm yes. just meeting people. I'm just trying new bars. I'm just trying yes. new restaurants. It's a cool way to see the city. Like you go, yes. it just gets you out. Like it gets you talking. It gets you learning about yourself. It's just, it's so exactly. good. It's yes. And I'm, I'm, I'm just getting more comfortable with myself and and setting my own boundaries. I was always so stressed about like, where is this going to lead physically? Like, do I have to go home and sleep with them? Do I have to kiss them goodnight? Do I owe them for whatever? And it's like, no, I can just meet a person and then there can be a second date if we want to. Yeah. It's just, my mind is being blown at 34 years of age of of how really happy. I'm really happy. Yeah. You get to do whatever you want to do. If you want to get one drink and then go home, if you want to get one drink that leads to dinner or that leads to hanging out later, that's also your choice. Like you get to do whatever the hell you feel like doing. Yes, exactly. Well, good for you, Tina. Thanks, Alex. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you know Tina and I, you know that we love therapy. We honestly don't even know how we would have gotten through the last two years without our weekly therapy sessions. BetterHelp offers easy, affordable, and convenient access to therapy. First of all, you don't even have to do any of the research, which can be the hardest part because they do that work for you. They will literally match you with a therapist in under 48 hours. 
Second, you don't even have to leave your home because BetterHelp offers video, phone, and live chat sessions. Honestly, it's always a good time to invest in yourself and in your mental health, so give it a try. And see for yourself why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp Online Therapy. We have a special offer just for our Obsessed listeners. For 10% off your first month of professional virtual therapy, go to betterhelp.com slash obsessed. That's betterhelp.com slash obsessed. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. We are sponsored by Ombre Lab. Are you struggling with bloating, moodiness, constipation, or weight gain, and you just can't figure out why? Well, the answer could literally be in your gut. Your gut contains trillions of bacteria, both good and bad. And when your body doesn't have enough of the good bacteria, the bad bacteria flourishes. When this happens, it can cause all kinds of symptoms. Ombre Labs makes it really easy to check on your gut health by offering an at-home test that can measure your bacteria levels. The test will ship right to your door with easy to follow instructions, and then when you get your results, they'll give you a detailed breakdown of your gut bacteria, let you know what foods to eat more or less of, plus you can get personalized probiotics to heal your gut with a subscription. I've done the test myself, and personally, it was the easiest thing ever. No doctor's appointments, no scheduling when you can get to the office. They send everything right to you, and then you just pop it back into the mail, and you get your results. So if you want to start feeling better, visit tryombre.com obsessed to get $30 off of your test. That's T-R-Y-O-M-B-R-E dot com slash obsessed for $30 off. Thank you to Ombre Labs for sponsoring this podcast. Uh, so I, we were talking about like current events in the news. So I have to talk about Katie Couric's Instagram account, first of all. Do you follow her on Instagram? I don't follow her. No, I don't follow her, but do I need to? Yeah. So she's basically taking everything she loved about the news, but everything she didn't, which is all the structure and people telling Mm -hmm. you what to do, and you can only talk about this, and she's taking it to Instagram. So she is reporting the news in real time on Instagram, and I follow her as such a news source because who is more reliable than Katie Couric? What? I I grew up with Katie Couric, and I know there's been some, like, people... People have mixed feelings about her. I love her. I adore her. So she is reporting the news and I'll see it. And then, and then it'll later on, it'll be on TV, but she is reporting breaking news and then she's going live with experts or people. And I'll be like, oh, hold on. It's breaking news. Katie Couric's live. She's talking to Dr. Fauci. She's talking to whoever. So she's still fully reporting the news. It's just via Instagram, but it's quicker. She's, she, you know what I mean? She's like reporting breaking news. So definitely follow her on Instagram. But also you guys, her book, her book. Okay. I've been wanting to read her book. Is it kind of a, I mean, I heard she really tells a lot of dirt. She tells it all. It's called Going There. I absolutely adored it. She got some blowback for being a little catty about other women in news, and that is completely wrong. I will defend this to the death. What she was talking about was the culture in the early 90s where there was only one spot for a woman Mm -hmm. and how that bred a terrible culture. It was more like she was really honest about what the culture was like in the 90s, both both, you know, the misogyny, both how, you know, people were getting sexually harassed, people were attacking her for what she looked like, and also how 
with other women, sometimes it was kind of a fight to the death because it was this these old rules where it's like, there's one spot, there's one. And I thought, how cool of you to be honest about that and about how much you've learned and about how much we as a culture have learned and about how far we've come. But like, how fake would it have been to be like, well, in the early 90s, it was just one big sisterhood and we all supported each oh. other and lifted each other up. Like, it was not like that. So no. she's being really honest about 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 the culture at large in the 90s. But she's also really honest about her personal life. And she has just been through hell and back. Mm. She's really had a wild life with so many ups and downs. She's just such a remarkable person. And she goes into depth about how her first husband passed away when her kids were toddlers. You know, I remember that. I remember when he died. I mean, because she was uh, her and well, her and Matt Lauer um, on the Today Show. I used to love watching them. Of course. And I remember, I remember when Katie Couric went and got a colonoscopy on the Today Show. Do yes. You remember that episode? Yes. Or that, Tina. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So this story is so important and so personal to me because my mom had colon cancer. Um, it runs in your family, so I have to get colonoscopies every so often. Mm-hmm. I had to start getting them when I was like twenty-two. Piles of fun. Um, <laughs> Piles. Piles of fun. <laughs> so, oh. so, yeah. So her husband, he was really, really healthy. But like most men, for the most part, he didn't want to go to the doctor. He wasn't getting his checkups. He wasn't. And all of a sudden, he was having stomach pain. And all he could do was eat Tums. And he was losing all this weight. Well, cut to he had colon, stage four colon cancer. And it's so sad because colon cancer is so preventable. If you get screened, if you get colonoscopies, my mom went in at the first sign of a stomach. She had a stomach symptom, went in at the first sign, caught it early. She was fine. Oh but if God. you get your screenings, then you can prevent it. Like you can mm-hmm. really prevent it. So she got a colonoscopy live on air and she said people still to this day are like, thank you for bringing visibility to it. Thank you for showing us what this is. And, you know, because people just don't know. I thought it was really cool of her because, you know, we're all multidimensional. We've all made mistakes. We've all grown. We're all. And I thought it was really cool of her to show all of that in this book. And she also talked about Matt Lauer. And really she, she did. did and it was in a really beautiful classy but also very honest way where we know mm-hmm. so much about what it means to be a predator now and it's not like some scary monster in a horror film right. it's right. someone who can be really charming and really kind and can have a whole different section of their personality that's really beautiful but they these things can coexist at the same time but they can also have yes. a side of their personality that's controlled by the ego and that you know takes advantage mm-hmm. of people and she talks about at the beginning, it was hard for me to believe because Matt Lauer took my girls to father-daughter dances when oh their God. husband passed away. He was helping people with medical <sighs> bills. He was always so supportive of me. I, I never saw that side of him. She's like, and I didn't believe it at first because we were friends. And then then she started hearing, you know, and at first you hear it's just an accusation, right? And she kind of takes us through the steps of like, it's just an accusation. Okay, well, then it's like women she knew came out were telling these stories, and she's like, these women aren't, these women aren't lying. And, you know, our friendship yeah. slowly dissolved. And so, but she talks about how complicated it was for her because she wasn't privy to it. She was privy to this really supportive, generous mm-hmm. side of him. And, but we know now enough of these stories have come out that like people can be a bunch of things at the same time. Yes. One of, one of the things I say all the time is both things can be true. 
you can be an absolute monster and you can also be a really generous and kind and loving and funny and charming person. Both things can be true. And that's what makes it so scary and so complicated and so devastating. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Did, have we talked about the morning show on here? I'm not sure if we have. Did you watch it? Loved it. I mean, I, I'd be interested to hear. And now I want to read Katie Kirk's book. And, and did you see a lot of similarities between the show and so many. what she was describing? Oh, my gosh. So, so many. Because, you know, Steve Carell plays the Matt Lauer character. And he was, mm-hmm. like, very charitable. And he was very sweet yeah. to a lot of people. Yeah. And, you know, it's, oh, God, it's just so complicated. But, yeah, highly recommend this book. You should just borrow mine. Highly it's, called recommend. Go- it's called Going, going there. there. I'm looking at it now. Yeah, Going There. It's just so good. Read her book and <clears throat> follow her on Instagram. I would love to borrow that from you. Yeah, I'm going to give it to you. Um, that's fabulous. I, I'm sort of, I mean, we're always on like a, our favorite women. So you're, you're Katie Couric. I'm back on a Julia Child kick. Oh um, when- my God. Okay, <laughs> please tell me. Okay, so when Julie, Julie and Julia came out with Meryl Streep, I was obsessed. I watched it like a million times and I was like, should I buy uh, Mastering the Art of French Cooking and cook my way through it? And I never did. Okay, there is a new show on HBO. Do you know about this? No. Called Julia. And it's, it's the Julia Child story, but it's, it's her getting her TV show. So in Julie and Julia, the movie, it's after she's, you know, become famous and, um, or, or, or it's, it's they, the flashbacks with Meryl Streep is her like going to cooking school and writing, mastering the art of French cooking. She hasn't gotten famous yet. She hasn't like gotten the TV show. It's okay, all her okay. like getting the book written. This picks up about how she's already published the book, already published the cookbook. She's becoming more known and how she got her cooking show, The French Chef, which ran for 10 seasons. It is so charming it's eight episodes um the woman i was looking at my phone earlier because i wanted to get her name right sarah lank lancashire she's a, a british actress she's so brilliant so charming and so lovely and and empathetic and just perfect david hyde pierce plays paul her husband of course he who, does i love him and he's perfect bb newworth Pay, plays her best friend Avis. Um, it's just like a really fabulous cast. It's so good. I just, it's really lovely and and uplifting and inspiring, and it's just really fun. And I love those like bio drama love shows. Like I, yeah. Anyway, it's on HBO. Um, I binged it. I binged it. It was just lovely, and it makes me want to get the cookbook now and cook all of her recipes. I didn't know that you had a Julia Child's love. I I kind of do. She's so fascinating because how she got sort of discovered to be on the TV thing was she, this woman at PBS, there was a show called What I'm Reading or I'm Reading This or some, this guy was like hosting the show and he'd have on these very famous authors to discuss. And this producer at the show was like I really want to have Julia Child on and they were like oh, she wrote a cookbook she's not an author she wrote a cookbook and Julia kind of knew going in that she was the underdog and that they weren't going to like her she shows up to this interview for TV with a hot plate a pan eggs and butter and she fully takes her like 28 minutes that she has in this interview and makes a french omelet on the air on a hot plate so she this airs of her making this French omelet on this on this interview. And 
27 people wrote letters, which was huge. 27 people at that time for this particular show was huge. And this producer was fighting for Julia Child to get her own show. And it was this whole thing about how she really fought for it and had to pay for the whole first episode for the pilot um, and how they came up with. She was really the one that pioneered cooking shows and having things already pre-made, ready to go. You know, so when you like, I'm going to put this in the oven and then you open the oven and you pull out the one that's already done. Like, She's the one that came up with that and that wow. whole cooking show concept because they had really to cook a right. whole, like, Right, you meal. don't have time to be, like, braising something for, like, yes. six hours. I mean, okay, any woman that uses her time wisely and owns her time, I really get behind. Like, yes. okay, I have 28 minutes. I'm not going to tell you what I can do. I'm just going to show you. That is yes. brilliant. And she had her... It can be applied to, like, anything. It can be applied to anything. And she had, like, her best friend's... Um, behind the kitchen table during the episodes, handing her knives, handing her ingredients, like doing things for her. And once the show really got picked up and became successful, they were like, you know what, we're going to get rid of those women and hire assist- like people that are going to do this. And she was like, absolutely not. No, these are my friends and you're not firing them. And this is their job and they're going to stay. And I this want them is here. my team. Yeah. Hello, McFly. Like, this is my team. So, yeah. Wow. I have to watch. I really have to watch. The movie that came out, I loved the movie so much. And that's how I learned with what beef bourguignon was. I had no idea. <gasps> right? I know. There's something, there's some like French recipes. I just grew up so Italian that I just don't know. Or, do, you know what sure. I mean? But, yeah. Yeah. I want you getting that book and I want you to cook stuff. I know. I know. It's very inspiring. I think you and Vinny would really love it. I definitely would. I really think yeah. that the two other, I have to watch that, but also the two best shows on right now, besides the other things we've talked about, are First Lady, for sure, and mm-hmm. also The Offer. Have you seen The Offer? Do you know what The Offer is? The Offer. Okay, well, first of all, no, back I to First Lady so. and back to visibility about cancer. I didn't know Betty Ford insisted that she share her breast cancer journey with Everyone in America, people, it was not cool back then. It was not okay. It was not done. Everyone was pressuring her to keep it a secret. And she said, absolutely not. I am going to tell everyone I have breast cancer. I'm going to share my journey. And then all of a sudden, everyone's getting mammograms. And everyone, and it's like the Katie Couric before Katie Couric. (laughs) Yes, it's like these things need visibility. So I'm loving First Lady and I love history, but there's so much I didn't know about um, these women. I have to take a break and talk about how much I love Plant People. Plant People makes doctor-formulated CBD and mushroom tinctures, gummies, serums, and lotion that will help you optimize your health. Personally, I'm obsessed with the Sleep Drops and the Soothe Restorative Body Balm. The Sleep Drops are a healthier alternative to melatonin to help you relax and fall asleep without feeling drowsy the next day. And the Soothe Balm is my go-to for sore, tired muscles and my secret weapon for dealing with cramps. So for 15% off your first Plant People order, use code OBSESSED at checkout or tap the Plant People link in the show notes for this episode. So as you probably know, two of my biggest passions are clean beauty and supporting female-founded brands, which is why when it comes to makeup and skincare, Beauty Counter has been one of my favorite go-to brands for years. Their makeup looks incredible and their skincare really and truly works. Plus, they use non-toxic ingredients and are Environmental Working Group certified. The two beauty products I absolutely can't live without are their Vitamin C Serum and the Dew Skin Tinted Moisturizer. I use both of these products every single day and I never travel without them. 
We don't have to be putting toxic chemicals all over our skin anymore because there is a better option. So if you'd like to shop some clean beauty with Obsessed with the Best, go to beautycounter.com slash obsessed and then enter code CLEANFORALL20 at checkout for 20% off your first purchase. That's beautycounter.com slash obsessed and code CLEANFORALL20 at checkout. Or just scroll down to the show notes for this episode for more details. Okay, the offer, I might be talking to a little bit of a niche crowd right now. Okay. It's about the making of The Godfather. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. Tell me more. It might not be for you, but there's someone out there that this is for. You should not watch it under any circumstances if you're not a Godfather fan because you won't understand what's going on. You absolutely won't know who these people are. You won't. But, like, I feel like I have many different parts of my personality. And, like, one of them is, like, I always just talk about this with Ben. One of them is, like, do you know that Pinot Grigio Girls song from – it's Lady Gaga. She has a song, Pinot oh. Grigio Girls, and it's about, like, no, sometimes but- you just need to, like, get with your girls, have Pinot Grigio, and, like, watch The Bachelor. And Yes. She, okay, so, like, that's one part. Then I have, like, my childhood part where it's, like, I want to go to, like, a concert, and, like, I'm in love with Travis Barker. And then I have a part that's, like, I'm at a spa, leave me alone. And then I have a part of me that's very much an old Italian man. And... <laughs> That part of me is, yes, I love The Sopranos. I love The Godfather. I love Goodfellas. Like, those movies will forever be in my heart. Okay, so it's about the making of The Godfather, which is the – it's such a good idea for a series because there's so much insanity that happened. The mob was involved in the making of this. There, Frank Sinatra was involved in the making oh of this. Oh, my God. I mean, these stories are absolutely wild. There's also a famous story where the studio did not want Al Pacino. They did not want Al Pacino. He was just a theater actor. They're like, this kid, we need a movie star. He doesn't know how to carry a film. Everyone hated him. No one wanted him. And the writer and and Francis Ford Coppola were fighting, fighting, fighting for him. But it really, the story starts at the beginning. So The Godfather based on a book by Mario Puzo. And it start, it shows him like writing the book, turning it into a screenplay, how Coppola came in at the beginning of his career and really the through line, I think, yes, I'm a Godfather fan, but it's really about how hard it is to make something. So mm-hmm. if you're just in any way a creative person, it's fascinating because when you make something, it's like yours. It's like your little baby, but you have to make sacrifices sometimes because when you're working with other people, when you're collaborating. So there's this whole scene where Coppola is talking about why he needs Al Pacino and they're like well we can't have him whatever and they're making a toast at dinner and he's like okay the movie's still happening okay great I'm making the toast and then but he's pissed about it and he's sad he's like I have to go and they're like what's wrong the movie's being made he was like you don't understand he's like let me give you an analogy here Monet made sunflowers right and he had to have the perfect yellow to like make his sunflower I'm trying to make a sunflower here and Al Pacino is my yellow and I'm not going to get him and we're all toasting to this thing that I'm making but it's not going to be what I really want and that's going to kill me, okay? So I have to go. And it just is so, like, I just, I love a behind the scenes. I love seeing how things get made. It's so hard for things to get made. It's just... 
It's wild. It's so good. I love it so much. I love it so, so much. I'm actually very intrigued now. And I, I mean, I've seen The Godfather. I'm, sh- I, I, it's been years. Like, I think I watched it like as a kid with my dad. <laughs> so, like, yeah, I don't remember. you probably really understood the nuances yeah, of, yeah. you know, Coppola's, you know, cinematic intentions when you were God. seven being like forced yeah. to watch it. Right. So maybe I should like watch the godfather well there's so many i actually just rewatched part one after watching this show and there's so much of there's so much texture and it's so much about the environment so there's this whole mm. fight about well we can't afford a working kitchen we can't afford a stove can't they just pretend to make the sauce and i was like <gasps> pretend to make the sauce that's like the whole scene and i'm like thinking of the scene and and of like oh. that's the whole thing is they're making they're actually making the sauce or they're like Let's cut. Can we please cut some extras? We can't afford it. Can the opening scene of the wedding just be a small affair? And you're like, no, you idiot. You're like shouting at the screen like, no, it can't be a small wedding. Are you kidding? They are Italian. And it's like it's like a 300 person wedding. That's how it goes. It's like these things that are so important and how these young writers and, and producers just fought tooth and nail for it to be what it is, even though they were constantly being told no, no, no. And also, it's just so New York. Like, they bring cannolis mm-hmm. to a meeting, and the cannolis are from Veneros, which is where I got my wedding cannolis. No. From downtown. Really? Yeah. My wedding cannolis were from Veneros. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And they're, I know, and they're going to PJ Clark's, and they're, it's just, it's so Okay, now good. I want to watch The Godfather. It's that so, sounds really fun. It's so And I love good. a behind the scenes. I love Ugh. a behind the scenes of how things are made. Love. Yeah. Highly recommend. Okay. Oh, also, okay, weird side note. So, okay, so in the movie, um, Al Pacino and Diane Keaton, they have two kids. And there's a little boy and a little girl. They don't like Wait, have lines. Diane Keaton is in The Godfather? Yes. Tina, she what? plays Kay. She plays I'm Al dying. Pacino's wife. I love her. I felt I thought I'd seen everything she was in. I I'm the worst. No, I, you, ha- you have, I to have to watch. You have to watch. I'm going to watch it today. You have to watch. So <gasps> they have these two little kids, okay? And they don't really have any lines, but they're, it's like they have a son and a daughter. They're yeah. like running around. So one of the, the little girl who is the daughter, her name is BJ Bloom, okay? She grew up to be this beautiful um, – she's pale. She has long, dark hair. She's in the art world. And it turns out she is the woman that Candace Bushnell based Sex in the City on, or based Charlotte on, the character of Charlotte on Sex in the City. And in my early 20s, when I first moved here, I used to babysit for her. I, I, I actually think I exploded inside. What? Yeah. And what? I'm, I'm at her house, and she has all these framed pictures of herself as a little girl with Al Pacino. I'm like, excuse me. Um, Did you know what? this about her? No, because it was actually my friend's job. And she was like, can you sub for me? And I was like, sure. And you know, when you're young, I just like showed up. I don't know. You know what I mean? Yes. And I'm like, excuse me. There's just like a framed <laughs> picture of her with like Mary Jane's like on the set of The Godfather. And then... She, she also she has this like giant like loft space downtown there's art everywhere and then the girl whose job it was I'm texting her I'm like wait who is this like what house am I at she's like oh yeah BJ Bloom Candace Bushnell based Charlotte from Sex and City on her I so anyway <sighs> wild I have no words that is see and that's what I love about New York is it's such a small world it really is it so small really here is. And you can, you just, it's, that's amazing. I'm, my brain exploded into a million pieces and I'm not sure I'm going to be able to recover. I know. 
No. Okay, I have to watch The Godfather. I feel like an absolute uncultured swine for not having watched Tina, The just Godfather. Just as a person, okay, yes, you didn't grow up in a, a Catholic Italian family with like it, you know, grandparents who would come over from Sicily. Maybe there's some things well, about the culture that you might, but like you're gonna, you're. Yes. Wait, what were you gonna say? Well, I was gonna say my grandfather actually did come over from Sicily. Scariano. However, because that's I'm Scariano, well, but Tina, by, by marriage. By marriage, so we're re- I'm related to them. <laughs> I oh my I'm god, like, I know they're yes. on my family tree. <laughs> there's Scarianos like all over my family tree. That is. So wild. I mean, so by blood, not I'm by not blood, but Scariano, but yes, but by marriage, the yes. ones you're related to by marriage, I'm somehow distantly related to as well. Oh my god. Oh my- <laughs> well, no, I remember my uncle, Fr- my uncle Frank, my grandpa Frank was he's the one that came over from Sicily. He was the best cook, like the best cook. Yeah. Oh. Exactly. Yeah. Tina, you got to okay. watch. You got to watch The Godfather Part 1 and 2. You don't have to go further than that. Just so you know. How many are there? Uh, There's four. The last two. Okay. I, you but the one and two. But just honestly, so you can see Coppola's work and you can see yeah. what he did and this picture that he painted. And so you can know so many cultural references. I mean, it's so referenced many. every day somehow. So you can understand. Yes. Also, there's like these really, these parts like. Al Pacino goes to Sicily, and there's like all this the Italy scenes mixed in. They're both like five movies in one, so you gotta oh. have. They're like two and a half hours long. Right. Like it's, but yeah, you gotta just. It's just something you gotta sit good, down and uh, watch once. A good plane movie. Yeah, yeah. A good movie to watch on a plane. Okay. Yeah, good movie okay. to watch on a plane. Um, I have a new favorite spot in the city Ooh. that I think you and Vin will absolutely love. I saw okay. a show last night. Um, at this new sort of cabaret space here in the city. It's the Paradise Club. Have you heard of this? In no. T- in Times Square of all places. Okay, yeah, that's why I haven't. I avoid Times yes, Square at all costs. I do too. But okay, there's this hotel, which I'm almost like, I shouldn't even say it on the podcast because it's like such a great kept secret. Um, but it's the Edition Hotel. Not Edition as in like, I'm adding things, but like like yes. new Edition. E-D. E-D, yeah. Edition Hotel in Times Square. First of all, the hotel's stunning and i went i was there early before i met my friends and sat at one of the bars one of the bars there's multiple it was so charming and so classy beautiful drinks beautiful atmosphere um just lovely then we go up to the show and alex this space is unlike any other new york cabaret space so it's one big giant open, I guess, ballroom that they put all these tables and booths. There's a gorgeous bar in the back. And then they've got this lovely, like, stage with a catwalk out front. So, like, the person on stage can, like, walk across it and then, like, walk out into the audience, like, on this little catwalk. And we saw Jessica Vosk um, last that? night. At So she was an Elphaba on Broadway, okay. she was in. God, um, sometimes I'm really bad at knowing certain. She's people. just okay. like got this voice. Like she can sing anything, Amazing. just anything. She's got this voice that is just, oh my god, otherworldly. She's amazing. Um, and the, the ceiling like lights up, and there's a disco ball, but not in a cheesy way. Not in a cheesy way. It's like really classy. And like I'm gonna just be transported into another time. Like, yes, yeah, I love that. It truly felt like we were not in Times Square at all. We were not in Times Square. Like it felt like we were transported to this like 
I don't know, speakeasy space. It was dark and everything was red. And the servers, of course, were just like absolutely gorgeous and like so styled and like had these beautiful dresses on. Love and, like, a styled every- server. Oh, it was I used to be really one. cool. <laughs> you did? You were oh. a styled server? Oh, yeah. All the restaurants I worked at, it ha- you had to wear a little black dress. Well, first of all, you had to like bring your headshot like to the call. And then you had to wear a little black dress and sometimes heels or like cute shoes if they were. You had to wear, sometimes we had to wear like fishnets. There was always a dress code. You had to wear a red lip. Like I had so many of, I worked at late nights in just so many weird old like situations like that. Yeah. I mean, I'm like hearing you describe that. I'm like, I hate this, but I I love I loved being a part of it. Does that make me like a misogynist? No, <laughs> no, it depends. It depends. I, I mean, everyone looked so good. All the women wore red satin dresses, but they were all different. They weren't like all matching. It was like, okay, wear wear something red and satin. And like, come on, they're all actors or models. They know what they're yes. signing up for. You know what? True. I, you know what I mean? Like, True. So, but that's so fun. Oh. Yeah, I think you guys would absolutely love it. Um, they they just opened for this Broadway. It's called the Broadway Speakeasy. So they had, um, I think his name is Max von Essen last week. They have Jessica Bosk this week. Um, and they just got a great, cool lineup. And oh, yeah, it was just it was so cool. Definitely going to look at that. I say I'm never in Times Square. And then I ended up at an after party at the Hard Rock Cafe this week. Not the Hard Rock Cafe. <laughs> well, okay, let me tell you why. I got invited to this Broadway I'm benefit. Of the pie chart that you just, how you described yourself of like, I'm an old Italian man yeah. and I'm at a spa and I'm, and I'm like, where does the Hard Rock Cafe, which part of the pie does that fit? It into fits in the pie of like, love a party and a free drink ticket. Got that's it. the part, like, that's the pie it fits in. Got invited to this Broadway benefit. It was so fun. Then it was like, here's your after party ticket. It was a full buffet of like really good food, like really good food, like want serving wine. I mean, I love a party where someone's just handing you wine. Oh, yes. And it falls under the category of like, I will see my friend. Like my some of my friends were in it. It was like, yes. gotta yes. see them, get my wine, walk home. But I, it made me laugh because I'm like, what under what other circumstance am I walking into the Hard Rock Cafe in Times Square at exactly. this point? Well, and it's like you don't ever want to like end up in Times Square, but if you do, you need a, pl- a place. <laughs> if you're like, oh, I'm in Times Square, what am I going to do? I have an hour to kill. Go to the Edition Hotel and go to their bar. Yeah, I'm definitely checking that out. And check out Broadway Speakeasy. So I'm going to leave everyone with a really weird nugget of knowledge before we <laughs> sign off here. And that is, Great. you're supposed to wash your pillows. Yeah. So everyone. Just Google it. There's certain directions for certain pillows. Give them a good wash. Are we not washing our pillows? Oh, you mean not the pillowcases, the no, pillows. No, the pillows. The right. pillows I am themselves. not great at that. Yeah. So everyone just take a little, write a little note down and we love you and we'll talk to you next week. And wash your pillows. <laughs> Don't forget to follow, rate, and review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And for more content, make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, Patreon, and give us a follow at Obsessed with the Best Pod on Instagram and TikTok. Hosted on dimlywit.com.